0: Hi, I'm MK Lott, and this is Quarantine Campfire. So you may have had a hunch that there was no episode last week, and you would be correct. I was away from my microphone at the time. Uh, I was at a wedding, so I wasn't able to record something. I also kind of needed a break. I'm sure a lot of you guys understand. Uh, if not, there's no option for that. So <laughs> appreciate you guys' patience and, uh, yeah, for sticking around. We are back on the recommended topics list. This next one comes from Nguyen. I hope I pronounced that right. Who asked me, what what can you do with an accounting degree that's not a CPA? So from my understanding, a CPA is a certified public accountant. And from the research that I had done, uh, because it wasn't... I'm not going to lie. I didn't get very solid... Material. It was something like a CPA is something that is a title assigned to an English-speaking accountant. That's that's what I found on uh, on Google. So really reliant. Okay, here we go. Certified Public Accountant, uh, according to Wikipedia, is the title of qualified accountants in numerous countries in the English-speaking world. That is what I was able to lean off of. And after going further down the rabbit hole, uh, it looks like they are basically financial advisors who predominantly work as consultants on taxes. So that okay that so that kind of gives me like a good range of stuff that I can work with. And so I thought about how I wanted to answer that and how I can be of most help. Uh, but I think honestly, I'm gonna give you all the stuff that I was able to find. but ultimately, I think it I think it comes down to what you want to do and what you enjoy doing. So I'll, I'll kind of go more into that into the part two of this episode. but for starters, uh, the four big ones that I really found that I would want to do if I had an accounting degree but didn't want to be a CPA was I would want to be a bookkeeper, entrepreneur, auditor, or a financial advisor. So a financial advisor, I think, can be somewhat helpful uh, if you start out as like a freelancer and work with clients one-on-one. To me, that that sounds like bread and butter. Like I I would love doing that and not feel like I have to be constantly looking at papers and assigning numbers to, you know, line four a 4A- dash whatever. Right? Like it, it. There's a little bit more um, human interaction in financial advising. I feel like an auditor. Although this is just something that I had found, I feel like an auditor is a little too close to being a CPA, so um, still it's an option. It's something that you could pursue regardless. Um, Bookkeeper I think is a really good one if you're looking for something entry level that complements your degree. So there isn't a lot of demand when it comes to education for a bookkeeper because I've seen a lot of job opportunities for bookkeeping that only require an associate's degree. And seeing as how you're pursuing a bachelor's, I don't think you'll have much trouble finding a bookkeeping job, but bookkeeping can, I think it can also work as like a contract freelancing gig. So you can work with multiple people at the same time and you can read their numbers without having to do their taxes. Basically just keep, track of where the money is spent and where it's going and how it's collected and and all that. So that's another route that I would go down. And then the final one that I mentioned, and this is just, this is purely biased because I work with and visit with student entrepreneurs all the time. I would recommend just being an entrepreneur because it's one thing to have an idea of A product or a service or a solution to a problem or, you know, what have you, it's, it's one thing to have ideas, but it's another thing to quantify it. And it's another thing to read numbers, know what works and what doesn't and adjust from there. So a lot of entrepreneurs kind of go into the route of marketing. So they learn copywriting, they learn how to read and study analytics. But that doesn't always mean they know how to take care of their own finances. But if you know how to take care of your own finances and you want to become an entrepreneur and run your own business, I feel like you're really ahead of the game at that point. Because now, number one, you know what are good numbers. And number two, you know how to adjust if those numbers don't work. So those would be kind of the four jobs that I would recommend. Uh, for anybody who doesn't want to be a CPA, but has an accounting degree. But I think ultimately, and this is just coming from my experience as a life coach and working with college students. I think you have to assess all the skills and stuff that you've learned. And connect the dots between those and the things that you love doing. So I had talked about this book before. Um, in December, cause I got it Christmas day and I finished it five days later, but there was a book that I read called the spontaneous healing of belief. Now I, I wouldn't recommend this to an accounting major per se, or someone who's trying to figure out what to do with an accounting degree, but the author, Greg Braden, makes reference to a metaphor that I would, that I'm going to use in this situation to, um, give you the best advice that I possibly can. And he talks about in physics, there's scalar quantities and there's vector quantities, right? Scalar quantities give an object magnitude. So this would be like the speed of an object. Vector quantities give that magnitude direction. So if a scalar quantity would be speed, a vector quantity would be acceleration. Right, it's... I mean, I passed physics by the skin of my teeth. So clearly I know what I'm talking about, but from what I kind of gathered from that scalar quantities are the things that you initially have, but vector quantities determine where you go with the things that you have. Right. And I think this was actually um, Braden's metaphor itself. So In the case that it is, I won't take credit for this. Um, But the way that I work with clients is I explore, well, we explore and we list out the skills and the things that they've learned over time. And in my mind, I assign those as scalar quantities. And then on the other side, I help them assign or I help them find their passions, the things that they're interested in, the things that they love doing. And I put those as vector quantities. So the reason for that is because I feel like when you learn something or when you develop a skill or when you just have a natural talent for something, that doesn't go away. But with passions and interests, while yes, you get super getting, you get super excited about something, passions are fueled by emotions. And emotions change all the time, so I don't think it'd be very smart to have it be as foundational as a scalar quantity, if that makes sense. Like, um, For me, as an example, because I am getting my degree in philosophy, and for a time, I had a minor in German, but I... I tend to, sw- I seem to have swapped German out with entrepreneurship and small business management. I can say that I know how to do deductive logic. I know when someone is committing an ad hominem fallacy, let's say. I know what incontinence is. I know how to act incontinently. I know how to write sales copy. I know what makes a good headline um i'm i'm not going to say i can speak german fluently but i know enough to carry a conversation with some of my friends who were from germany and so i can i can tell you for a fact that i know those things i can't say with 100% certainty that i'm as passionate about kayaking now as i was 3 months ago right? That's just kind of the reality of it. So I put, I would put all the things that I just said, deductive logic, um, identification of fallacies, ethics, copywriting, startup analytics, um, YouTube video marketing, you know, just all those things. I can put those as scalar quantities because I know for a fact that I have those permanently. And the things that I love doing. So let's say life coaching, let's say learning languages, let's say writing stories, making movies, all those, those are going to be my vector quantities, because even though I love doing them, and some of them, I've loved doing them when I was a kid, the amount of passion that I have for those changes, even if it's on a micro level. So I think, okay, I have my scalar quantities and I have my vector quantities. How am I, uh, what what mixes and matches can I produce out of this, out of these two lists that will help me determine what I can do later on? So I actually just did this recently. So I'm working on a, on a YouTube video right now. And you know, you can do more than two. Uh, I I think that actually can help you specify your stuff down more specifically, but um, I took my scalar quantities of YouTube video marketing and a variety of stuff that I learned as a philosophy major. And I assigned the vector quantity of filmmaking to that. And as a result, I filmed and I'm editing a video called five universal things that make a philosophy degree worth your time and money, right? So I know that was a lot, but if if you're still kind of following me and if it, it's still kind of clear to you, uh, clear to you guys, because I know I can go on tangents really easily. That was me combining two scalar quantities and a vector quantity, right? That, that's kind of how I work with, um, with clients. Like for example, or I guess another example, I was working with a client who was telling me that she was an economics major. So she was telling me all the classes that she was taking, um, why she enjoyed taking those classes, what she enjoyed learning about them. And I was like, okay, okay, cool. And like, it. It's always kind of ner- I, it's always kind of nerve-wracking when people start talking to me about the n- the nitty-gritty of their majors because I only have so much knowledge about a certain major, right? So I'm kind of learning this, I'm learning about their degrees and why they took them as they're explaining it to me. And then she goes down the list, and then she mentioned that she had a minor in dance. And I thought, okay okay, now I can work with this. So then we started going down the dance rabbit hole and she talked to me about ballet and and how she knows the technicalities and the history of ballet and and all this stuff. So then we started connecting the dots between the skills or the scalar quantities that she learned as an economics major with the vector quantities that she learned because of her passion for ballet. And so I thought, well, I wonder if you could potentially be a freelance business analyst for dance studios, or you know, a financial advisor going back to the accounting degree thing um, for uh, dance companies. You know, and basically saying, look, I studied economics. I know kind of the 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 numbers and the data and what works and what doesn't. But I also love ballet enough to speak your language, so let me take the skills that I've got and the languages that I know to help you in the best way that I can. And it, it just, it was cool to just kind of see that light bulb click with her, you know, and everything was starting to come into place. So honestly, I, I, I hope this helps, but I feel like I would be able to help a lot more. If I knew the vector side of stuff, right? Or, or even like the scalar stuff, because I can research successful accounting majors and the benefits of an accounting degree all day long. And because of this video series that I'm trying to start on YouTube, I'm going to be doing that. But those quantities don't really matter unless you give them direction. So I would say make a list of the things that you love and the things that you know and start connecting those dots. You know, make a list of all the classes that you learned in college. Make a list of all the things that you do to get rid of stress or the things that you love doing as a kid. And then just start randomly piecing them together and see what you get out of it. Right, because I can tell you everything about the scalar quantities of an accounting degree. I can't tell you about the vector quantities that you know to be true for you, but I can help you find those connections. That's basically what I'm getting at. And they're kind of relying on each other, right? Because a scalar without vector, because scalar quantities without vector quantities don't have any direction. But vector quantities without scalar quantities just kind of go everywhere and they're a little chaotic and sporadic, right? Like if you try to get a job using just the skills that you had with an accounting degree, there's no guarantee that you're going to love that job. But if you go strictly off of your vector quantities and you try to go after something that you're passionate about, because your emotions change all the time, odds are you're either not gonna be content with that passion filled thing for very long or by the time you get to that passion, it's not what you thought it was and you're gonna you're gonna psych yourself out in a sense. Like even though I didn't like it the first time I watched it and I'm actually wanting to re-watch it, just kind of knowing what I know now. I think this is what makes soul that Pixar movie so powerful it's because spoiler alert for soul. I odds are you weren't expecting that I was not expecting that until this morning and yet here we are going off script. The main character Chris dies. He goes back to his body and he performs his dream performance. It's something that he always wanted to do since he was a kid. And when he's done with it, he's unfulfilled, right? He's not a millionaire. He doesn't have the world at his fingertips. He goes back on the, you know, the, the crappy subway that smells like the butt crack of Satan. And he goes back into his apartment. He's not richer. He's not anything more that he thought he was going to be. He's just still the same thing. And yet he did exactly what he wanted to do all this time. And so he's talking with the saxophone player, of the band that he just played with, who is like a legend um, in the field. Like, I don't know if she's at like uh, the reputation of bird, but she's pretty close to that when it comes to saxophone players. And I'm probably going to butcher this, but she tells Joe about this story of a fish. And the story basically goes, there is a fish who was uncontent with his life because he wanted to be in the ocean. And so he goes up to another fish and says, man, I, I really wish I could be in the ocean or I could swim in the ocean. And the other fish says, well, look around, you're swimming in the ocean right now. And the original fish says, no, I'm swimming in water. I want to swim in the ocean. And I think that's a major, major thing to point out. Right? That's an example of a vector quantity with no scalar quantity. You go after exactly what you wanted, but when you're there, you don't have you don't really have enough to kind of ground yourself with, right? Like Joe's vector quantity was piano playing, but his scalar quantity, which they show in the movie is teaching. So by going after the vector quantity, he was able to do what he wanted. He got to perform with really, really well-known and well-respected jazz players, but there wasn't a lot of fulfillment in that. And once the direction was gone, so was the magnitude right once that vector quantity was gone it didn't have a scalar quantity that he could go back to so that would honestly be honestly be my biggest advice not just in the wind but to everyone if you don't know what you want to do check out your scalar quantities check out your vector quantities and then find connections because those go hand in hand and you can stack quantities on top of each other. Right. That's kind of the cool thing. Isn't it? Like, like imagine if Joe stacked on scalar quantities and he had his middle school class show up to that, to that club that he was playing at as a field trip for the importance of jazz, the importance of music. That would have changed the entire dynamic probably of that night for Joe. So that would be my advice for an accounting major who doesn't want to be a CPA. Discover what you know that will stay with you and then figure out how that ties in with the things that can direct your life so you can give a purpose. And that is my two cents on that matter. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, I will see you in the next one. Stay safe and stay healthy.